For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yo, man, that was a bad loss. Is there ever a good one? A bad, but that was a bad, bad loss. A really bad loss. Uh, but it wasn't a trap game. It was not a trap game. Oh no, it was not a trap game. Once and for all, it was not a trap game. This is the Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We are located wherever you listen to your podcast. Wherever you found us right now, that's where you can continue to find us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, or follow whatever podcast subscriber uh, that you adhere to. Uh, Whatever it is that they ask you to do, go ahead, do that. Um, And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. ED, I haven't really been able to sleep much since that one. How do I get back on track, man? Help me out. All right, well, let's talk about sleep, man. So listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation is shown to lead to depression, which you seem to have, diabetes, <laughs> obesity, and cardiovascular disease. <laughs> we need eight hours of sleep, man. And one of the biggest problems, temperature. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot. So I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. Uh, the Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve your optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. That's a lot of time. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your recovery and your rest. It learns your sleep habits. It will adjust the temperature for you automatically. That means if you like to bed cool and your partner likes to bed warm, you can now have both in the same crazy comfortable bed all at once. You get to sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. So I'm going to tell you guys, for 100 nights, try the pod. If you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. And you need to hurry. They've already sold out of the first two batches. They're going fast. So for a limited time, you get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. Get some rest. Sleep better. Don't be depressed, Rashawn. It'll be all right. It, it, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. The, the, sun, the sun did come up. And um, hopefully I can get some better sleep now. Thanks to our friends from Eight Sleep. It's the holiday season. Why not? Why not help someone get some better sleep? Uh, I'm just gonna go straight to Twitter to start this one before oh, okay. b- before we get before we get into our thing. I'm just gonna go straight to Twitter because I think this is kind of the pulse of what both you and I have experienced uh, since that game ended. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So th- this one from from Christopher. And he just came right out with it. Why are some Niner fans so butthurt about this loss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, because because there are some fans, just people in general, 
I mean, even so-called, you know, expert pundits that are like, okay, this was a trap game. And look, they fell into the trap. No, no, every, no, everyone's looking at this game like the Niners overlooked the Atlanta Falcons. They're only a four-win team, and you overlooked them. No, they didn't overlook them. There was importance to this game. They prepped for this game. They prepared for this game. Um, we're not going to use, you know, injuries. Are they important? Do they matter? Yes. Can you use it as, as an excuse? No, because nobody cares. If your guys are hurt, whoever's on the field, you have to get the job done. But it's real. It's a real thing. You have six, seven guys down from your rotation. Is it going to affect your play? Yes, it is. Also, going into this game, what people – no one's discussing the fact that Kyle Shanahan is going against – Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, understand this. Dan Quinn is the best possible defender of Kyle Shanahan on planet Earth. I'll tell you why. Dan Quinn was the guy who was the head coach, the first defensive guy who was over Kyle when Kyle actually formulated who he was. Not when he was growing up and developing his scheme, when he was trying to figure out how to implement his own voice on his dad's offense and and the different pieces that he learned through the years. But when he was becoming Kyle, this is my philosophy, the way I like to call a game, the way I like to do things. When that was going on, guess who was sitting when this guy was one of the, the assistant of the year? You know who was sitting the defender, the defensive co- coordinator, the defensive mind that was sitting in the meeting rooms that had privy to why he does stuff, who he had to explain why he liked to do things a certain way. Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Dan, Dan Quinn knows that. And we talked about this last week, the, the chess match. Like Kyle would understand the offensive um, personnel for Atlanta, but also not only would he understand it, but they would also uh, he would he would also have to deal with someone that understands everything about him, and that's that's where it is, and that's what they had to deal with. To your point about Dan Quinn, uh, Juice said it after the game. They did something. They being the Falcons did something defensively that the Niners hadn't seen all year. They went with five man fronts for mm-hmm. a good part of that game, and I think it kind of stifled the offense a little bit. Um, so let's. If you're new to the program, welcome. We're all new. This is this is what we do after a loss. We we go around uh, the table, the small table that is, just Ed and I, intimate setting. What did we learn? What did you learn from this one, Ed? Um, I learned uh, the absolute most important factor moving forward for this team. I'm not concerned with what's happening. Uh, with this offense and what they weren't capable of doing. I've seen this offense score. I've already explained why it was a little more difficult moving the ball this game. Defensively, this team, yes, the, the turnovers haven't been there the last few weeks, and they've been giving up you know, points in the 20s. Um, a lot of that, you got to understand, are garbage points. Uh, you, know, you, you have points added on. Uh, like this last game, they couldn't defend that last, you know, that last touchdown, uh, but that goes against their scoring average, all of these type things. This is a good defense. They've played enough games for me to know this is a good defense. What I learned from this past performance, watching what's happening, is that 
this team needs its front-end guys. Health is going to be a very, very important factor moving forward. Can they still stay in the fight, stay in the hunt, and perform without those guys? Um, Yes. But defensively, and it's going to be important defensively because I think they'll be able to find ways to score points. But defensively, with the front line guys, I think they can contend with Lamar Jackson. I think they can contend with Russell Wilson. I think they can contend with Willie Beeman if they have their front Steaming. end guys. <laughs> Willie Beeman. Yes. I can, you know, if they have their front end guys. So that's, that's what I learned for me. That was the most important factor. Health. Um, and availability of the front end guys is extremely important moving forward. Yeah, I once heard someone say the best ability is availability. Availability. Yep. Yeah, and and there were uh, quite a few players on that Niners defense, uh, specifically that were unavailable because of injury um, last week. The thing that I learned is you seriously have to play sixty minutes. To beat this team, <laughs> like a full-on sixty minutes, maybe even more. Uh, if if you want to go back to that Seahawks game, that one went into mm-hmm. overtime. Um, but the Ravens lost last-second field goal. This game, it, it went down to I think Julio crossed the plane with two seconds, maybe one second left uh, in the game. So you literally have to play a full-on sixty minutes. Um, to win this, to, to to be able to beat this team, and that that's even with this team not playing at its best or being at its best. Um, you know, you do it once, all right, maybe, maybe it could be fool's goal. You do it twice, okay, but now that's happened three times where it's gone down to the wire, and only way the Niners have been able to loss is is on late late second plays. Um, Wait, Rashawn, can I can I tell you something though? And and for the listeners that are new to the show, remember way back. And now I know you will truly understand it, and and um and feel it when I when I remind you of this. Remember when I asked you playing a game if we're playing um, 50, 60 snaps on defense. If we play sixty snaps on defense, you have sixty on offense. How many of those do I have? To, you're you and I going head to head. And I asked you, how many plays do I have to win? Yeah, and, and you said and, you said, and, and you yeah, and you gave me like you know more than half of them. Your your number fell into more than half category, and I said no, one, one, yeah, you said one, and one, and and I explained to you, I only need to, I need to do my job every single time, and if you don't do your job every single time, then I only need you to screw up once, and I win one to nothing, and that's what you just that's what you just described. When you said the full 60 minutes, that's what I mean. You have to be so focused, so intense, and understand that every little play matters, and eventually it's going to come down to that play. And if you can execute that play, if you can make the kick, you can win. If you can make the throw, you can win. If you can make the tackle, it came down to a tackle. If you can make that tackle, you can win. And and that's 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 what I mean by that. That eventually it's going to be one to nothing, and that's that's what you got to understand about this game. Yeah, and, and speaking of the kick, um, I I think that that mixed extra point by Robbie Gold, um, man, I, I feel like those things are, are momentum. Those are momentum type plays, you know. Like if you if you don't if you don't fully complete um, the drive. 
you know, like, like by missing an extra point like that, I think uh, somehow, some way that has that has a way of injecting life in, uh, you know into what? the opposition. Well, I don't know. I don't because because at the end of the day, I know what you're saying. But at the end of the day, you, you know, when when Robbie doesn't make the kick, I'll say, Robbie, that's on you because it is. You have one job, literally one job is to kick it between the goalposts. That's, that's it. That's all you that's the, all your only reason for being in, in the colors. So you have to do that. But yes, that right there, it's a momentum kill. It's a buzz kill in that situation. But it didn't cost you the game. It, it didn't cost a, the game? No. It was a five-point game. Because for that matter, I can say, um, and, you know, it's not discussed a whole lot, but Kittle, you can't you can't just fumble well, the ball. Yeah, that, that You can't was do huge. that, Kittle, because I gave you a game ball because I, I told you, I expect Kittle, Kittle is not, he's not a star. He's a superstar. Yeah. And I need you to play like a superstar. Yeah. You are an all pro. You are you are arguably the best at your position. You are and and yet and if anything proves my point, Sunday, you are the number one receiver on this team. Okay? You are the you are the guy that and, and a lot of people are like, you know, he's got to move the ball around, he's got to do this, he's got to do that. No one ever says that when Michael Thompson uh, Michael Thomas is getting all those throws. Yeah, you know, if it, hey, if he's open, he's catching them. Throw to him. I don't have a problem with it. But you, but you get the first down, make that play, give, give, keep that drive going, continue to eat up that clock. Um, you don't, you don't even have to kick a field goal. You're already winning. You don't have to do anything. You, the game could have been put on ice. Yeah, you're you a superstar. Get a first you can't, down there, tipping over. You, thank you. You can't drop that ball. You, you, you simply can't, but you did. So now it's on the defense to stop it. So, so Robbie, I'm, I can't put Robbie in this because Robbie went out and he redeemed himself by giving a, a five-point lead. If he misses that field goal, ah, yeah. that field goal, okay, now we got a problem. Yeah, but, but he didn't. He didn't, but he missed the extra point. They come back down, they score. It, it, it would have been – it would have been a ten point game and it's been only been a nine point game. So he missed well, that extra point, they go they go back down and score. I just feel like that that kind of halts the momentum in a sense. Because it was such a huge it was such a huge momentum shift. It seemed like the Niners were starting to seize control of the game at that point because they had just got the big the big turnover on on the punt return and then Juice is able to cap it off and nice play call there by Shanahan rewarding him for his efforts on on special teams. Um I feel like those just kinda zap those those zap a little a little bit of energy out of you and they inject some some energy into the opposition when, when you don't I, make the plays that you're supposed to make. Like well, like the extra points like that. Um oh, but, well, you know what though, but it, let, let me just say it. Just just from being in that huddle in those situations Man, from a defensive standpoint, that you know that has nothing to do with you. I, I can vividly remember stepping into the huddle and saying that, like, guys, that has nothing to do with us. Let's go out here and do our job. We we have to lead. Don't let them score. That, that's it. Okay, you you got a nine point lead. You know they still have to score two um, two times. So don't let them into the end zone. Yeah. So that's that's yeah yeah yeah. Go ahead. I, I, so so all week. Um... We we had to hear about it. We talked about it. We declared it on 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 this podcast last week. This was not a trap game, right? Um, but all, but game. all week you heard <laughs> you heard people talk about oh this is a trap game for the knives. So you and I differ, right? I do believe in trap games. You don't. 
I did no, not, not believe that this was a trap game, though, however. Um, and, and here's the premise. Everybody, you know, that, that's talked about it, it's like, okay, you go through this, this three-game stretch. You got the Packers. You got the Ravens. You got the Saints, right? And then you come out of it, and then you got this this non-playoff team in the Atlanta Falcons um, coming to your house, right? Um, and, and so there's the trap right there, right? The, the trap is represented in the Falcons. Um my whole thing is this. It cannot be a trap game um, if if it's someone that has your attention, right? Like, this Falcons mm-hmm. team certainly had the Niners' attention. Uh, if you if you watched the broadcast, you saw they, they let it off right at the, off the top with, with Kyle Shanahan's remarks earlier in the week when he said, this is their Super Bowl. This better be our Super Bowl, too. Otherwise, we're going to get beat. Um Niners didn't play like it was their Super Bowl. Not really sure that the the, the Falcons did either. Um, but they they made plays. This I started off the show by saying this was this this was a bad loss. A bad loss in the sense that it takes you away from the number one seed. It puts you back into the yeah. fifth, into the fifth yeah. position um, against a team that you should have beat. You should have beat that team at home. There's there's no other. Uh, there's no two ways about it, right? Like I can, I can, I can accept the Seahawks' loss. I can accept the Ravens' loss. This was a bad loss because this is a team that you definitely should have beaten uh, at home. But I don't think that they played bad. They being the Niners, um, they just got beat. Uh, you know, there obviously there are a couple plays yes. here. There, there's just a couple. There are a couple plays here and there. Obviously, you wish you could have back, but they got beat. They got beat at home on a last-second play yes. um, by from Ryan to Julio Jones. They've been doing it and connecting and, and breaking hearts all around, all across the league for years. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan said it perfectly in, in, on the podium after after the game on Sunday. He said, "Look, we just got beat, and that's that's quite frankly what happened. Like, you don't. This cannot be a trap game, and you only give up 290 yards to the opposition. Um, that being nope. said, this okay, this was a game in which." The earlier this season, right? All the injuries were on the offensive side of the ball, right? You had your, uh-huh. your off, offensive uh-huh. line was shattered. You had some some injuries in, in in the backfield with the running backs, right? And what was happening? The defense was stepping up. The defense was bailing out the offense, right? This was a game I felt like the offense needed to 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 be there for the defense. They needed to step up for the offense, and I don't think they did that. Uh, you said the defense needed to be there for the offense, and they needed no, to step up. No, I, this was a game that the offense. Oh, offense needed, needed to step up. They, well, they needed to pick up the de- the defense was picking up yeah. the offense. The you can argue the entire well, first half I, of the I season, can, right? I feel like well, this was a game that that the the the. The defense needed the offense to pick them up. You know, you're down five starters. You're down six, seven guys in the rotation. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was a game that that you really needed your offense to pick you up, um, and, and they and didn't. I, they well, didn't. no, I I completely disagree with you because the offense the offense gave them a five point lead, which means you have if a field goal going into that last drive. That's tough. It's it's tough to stop a team when guys can kick the ball you know, 50 plus yards easily. Now that's, that's just the thing. It's tough to stop a team from doing that, but the offense gave them a five point lead with a minute and some chains left. They had a buck and chains left. Okay. And the lead, the offense did its job. So I, I can't go in here and say the offense didn't do it. And I've already touched on it and I'll say it again quickly. The offense was going against 
It's absolute worst possible foe. You have someone that understands what Kyle wants to do, put, did something they haven't seen all year long from anyone. Why? Because he knows exactly what Kyle wants to do and how he's trying to do it and the way he's teaching people to do it. And he has the personnel to do it. And they still gave the offense, I mean, gave the defense a five point lead and a minute. Go stop them and, and we and we're there. It could have been more. I already said it could have been more. Or they could have possibly put it away if if um, Kittle doesn't fall. It's, Kittle can't drop the ball. He can, he can't fumble. He just simply can't. He didn't. Offense did what they were supposed to do. Bad loss, I agree. It's funny you say that because as soon as Robbie Gold kicked that last field goal, the the camera panned over to Kyle Shanahan and, and reading his lips, it looked like he looked at Salah and said, go win the game. <laughs> <laughs> because he's right. That's what he should have done. And look, look, the game the, it because didn't, it offensively, didn't really that way. yeah. Well, but offensively, it was like, okay, now go down. You got an opportunity to pull it, put it away. But if you, it, worst case scenario, would have been offensively to leave that field uh, with no point scored. So all they need is a field goal. You gave a five point lead. Now defense, go win the game. The offense did its job. They, they did their job, and defensively, you got to come up with a stop in that situation. You got to make the tackles. You got to get them out. They, you know, make let the clock run out. You 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 have to get those stops. You have to make the tackles. You got to get there. Uh, so offensively, I think they showed up and they did under those circumstances what they had going on. What was necessary. Uh, defensively, you were down a lot, but God, you you got to finish that last drive. It's the NFL guys get hurt. Nope. Nobody feels sorry for you. Nobody cares. No, it wasn't a trap. These guys. And that was the most ridiculous thing. I was just like, oh, man, people it was everywhere right now. It was talking everywhere. about this is a trap game. And Kyle didn't have the guys ready. And he looked at this like a bye week. Like, are you kidding? No way. Do, do you have you have you, you haven't even. First of all, the Niners took the field knowing that they had to win a game to get in the playoffs. At kickoff, they were not even in the playoffs. So now, not only do you have an opportunity to get into the playoffs, but you you are fighting for the number one seed, trying to win your division. All of these factors are there. You're not overlooking this, this team. You said it. They were beaten. They were flat out beaten by a team that understood how to stop your scheme. You're going to get picky. You're going to get um, copycat moving forward. Um, knew exactly what to do had the personnel to do it. That's a major part of it. And then at the end of the day, they made some plays. You got to make those tackles. You got to get down. Um, you you, you, you got to get these guys on the ground and you got to stop it. And I'm not dying. I'm not losing my mind over it. Bad loss because you don't want to lose to, you don't want to lose to that team in that situation. But this is what we can look at. I always say that that team um, bad team that other playoff teams won't lose to that team. Uh, this team has a bad record. Yeah, That's the just, difference. Yeah, yeah. They're not a bad team. They went into they went they into the New Orleans to beat New Orleans. Yeah, yes, yeah. this this isn't a bad team. They're having a bad season. They have a bad record. They have the personnel. That's why I just said it earlier. You went against a coach defensively for that offense that not only knew how to stop it, but he had the personnel. There are a lot of teams that can look at stuff and say, this is what we want to do. But if you don't have the personnel, you can't do it. 
Niners case in point Sunday. They knew what they wanted to do, but there are situations where you can't do it. Guys are like, well, they, they, they should have pressed more. They should have, they, they should have, um, you know, blitz more. Well, they tried that. There were, there were times they, they would send more than four people. And then, you know, what would happen? Matt Ryan would see it and he'd throw a deep ball down a sideline to, to Julio and Julio would make a great catch. It, it, I mean, there was one, t- he did it to E-Man one time. I mean, he's in perfect position. It's just a great throw. It's a great catch by two um, pretty good players. So when you put those guys in one-on-one situations, great players sometimes make plays. They get paid too. They get paid very well. Yeah. I, <laughs> my whole thing is that you – I mean, you're you're a top two scoring offense in the league. Like, you should be able to score more than 22 points against that Falcons defense that re- – I mean, we had Steve White on last week. He talked about how horrendous that defense had been all year. Granted, they did some things that the, the Niners hadn't seen. Thank uh, you. You're not, so listen to me. So, so think but, – but this is what I, you got to get because you're saying what they should have done. They should have been able to do this. The part that you're that you cannot negate, you cannot overlook the fact that, as I said, this Kyle Shan, it's one thing to watch the film. It's one thing to look at the personnel and say, this is what they're doing with this scheme, and this is what you want to do, and you can coach it. But Kyle Shanahan, remember, he not he his entire philosophy developed where he was the guy, everything he had implemented, he became that dude in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah. And he had he he it he literally is explaining what he is doing, what he's trying to do and why. The most important part of everything for a player, for a coach is the understanding of the why. Because once you know the why, you know who you screw up if you don't do your job properly. So if I know why you were trying to do something, I can blow it up because I can I know who to screw up. I know I know if I know who and why you're trying to chip one guy and get to the next level. I know what to tell my guys to do to screw that up. That's why it was so difficult for this offense, because it's it's. It's not just the personnel; it's the understanding of the why. And this he this man literally worked for the guy running the defense across the field. Yeah, <laughs> he he the, 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 a defensive mind. So so going against offensive coaches that's different. Even if you work together in the past and they know you, and it's different. This guy, this is a defensive mind, and this is how I would stop it. This is what I would do. This is how I, I, I would defend what you were trying to create. And it worked effectively. It slowed them down. Couldn't stop them because you, even, knowing what, even when you know what you have to do, you still have to defend it and stop it. Um, it's just like on offense. Even if you know what the defense is doing, you still have to execute the play. Uh, but it, it gave them a chance to go down to that last drive. And offensively, think about this. The man who knew what Kyle was doing, he turned the ball over with a minute left. Okay? For, with a minute left, here you go. I, I can't I don't I can't do anything unless you give me the ball back. I can't score anymore. Yeah. I've done everything I can, and here you go, defense with a five point lead. I think job well done. More on this in a second, but first this from 
my bookie. It's that time of the year. Christmas coming up quick as we're approaching the 25th, and our friends at my bookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. My bookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry. And this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts. A brand new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you won't want to miss, especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and all the college bowl games are right around the corner. It really is the holiday season and the best time of the year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for, MyBookie is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to MyBookie.ag right now and use our promo code BLV to get half off your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check the site out during promotion week because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So, sign up for my bookie with our code BLV and start winning today. I hear what you're saying. Job mm-hmm. job job well done. I hear you, but I but I go back to not being able to finish drives by getting into the end zone and I go back to the Kittle play as you mentioned. Um, which I think was huge because he gets that first down, game is over. We're not even talking about this. We're having a whole yeah, different really, podcast. I think they only had one. They only had one timeout had, at that. Yeah, time, I think right? they had two timeouts left. But you, you have a, you have a great chance to be not only you have a, you just have a great chance to extend the drive, right? Like, you yeah, know, of you, course. And you have an, another opportunity, another opportunity to get a first down, or if you have to settle for a field goal, there's less time on the clock. Um, but so. The football novice in me is thinking Mm -hmm. about Juice's comments in the five-man front that we saw and going up against uh, this Niners offense. And you wonder why not throw the ball, not just throw the ball, but why not throw the ball downfield? Like, Kittle had it going. Don't, Don't get me wrong. Like, it was working. It was effective. But you got three guys in the secondary and this kind of goes back. Maybe this should have been of what I what I learned. Like, I don't know that this team has a receiver that can go get you one. Mm-hmm. And I think this would have been the perfect opportunity for that to be showcased. And it wasn't. And a lot of it was going to Kittle, and for good reason. I mean, he's he's best player, best offensive weapon you have, right? But I wonder why not be able to try to. Try to try to take some shots down the field if you're going up um, against that five man front. Uh, well, there. Well, I know what you're saying about taking some shots down the field. That's not this offense. How how many? So, so think about it. How many times this entire season? How, how many? How many times? And and, and I'm not even gonna say how many times the game because teams that that's a part of their offense they're gonna do it four or five times a game. How many times have you seen Jimmy Garoppolo just drop back? And throw a deep ball down the field. That's a fair point. Have you, have you ten times? That's a fair point. That's a very fair. I don't point. think I don't think it's happened ten times. Yeah, I, that's 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 not the offense. This offense is lateral. It's movement. It's it's the it's the intermediate ball 
Um, remember, this is like this is like pure West Coast ball where it's like run after the catch. We want you to catch it for 12 and turn it into 20, catch it for eight and turn it into 15. You know, if, if we throw the 15 yard ball, we're really expecting you to get tackled in that situation because the route that we running is not a run after the catch type route. This is this is not a lineup and just throw the ball down the field offense, partly because that's a low percentage throw. The, that, that's why you see all these guys now with these incredible percent um, um, completion percentages. You, you see, and you didn't see that back in the day because now you get a bunch of check downs. Yeah. Three yards, it, it's all, five yards. You know what I'm checks. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the year, the year Peyton Manning threw the ball for 55 touchdowns, his average um, throw was less than 10 yards. Hey, that's why I well, still said yeah, I, 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 mean, like, I, don't, I don't know that he could have threw it much further than that at that point in his career. But he didn't have to because he'd throw a two-yard smoke route to Bebe and, and Thomas would run it in for a touchdown yeah. for 50 yards. And so so, so that right there is something that you're when you're already trying to adjust to what a defense is doing, something that you're not accustomed to, now you're going to go completely – off script and say let's just start chunking it down chucking it down the field I, not- uh, yeah i will fair point but i i just felt i feel like even with that we we typically see more we see more explosive plays and, and we didn't we didn't get we didn't get that on sunday you know tip, tip, I, I remember the the one route debo had late in the game we was able to get up the boundary but aside from that i don't remember very many plays um um how but how many but 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 see but also go back and think about the Niners offensive season and what they've done let's even think about this last game where everyone said you know that's that's just perfection what they did against um against the Saints yeah well I mean you had that you you had that one strike to to uh to Sanders down the middle of the Uh, field uh, okay you okay one but yeah, but what, I mean, it, it, okay. Now hold hold on. And how many other balls did they throw down the field? That was the one. See that? That's my point. That's not this offense. They don't. They don't just line up and throw the ball down the field. Yeah, but they, I, they I don't even one. know. If we didn't even get that on Sunday. You know, what I mean? yeah, like but, like how like how else would you, aside from what they did, how else would would you attack a five man front? A five-man front, three linebackers. So consistently, you're facing eight in the box, right? And, and credit uh-huh. to Radio Raheem, like he was able to get get a, a, get a couple of get a couple of a couple of large chunk, chunks on runs. You know, a six here, a seven here, mm-hmm. despite despite facing that box. But how else? How else would w- would you go up against that sort of a defense consistently facing eight in the box? Besides, other than what they did on Sunday. Um, you were because number one, when you have five guys there, you're gonna have to identify where they're coming from, and you're gonna have to get the ball. Uh, you're gonna gotta you have to get the ball out quick. Yeah, uh, that's that's just it. This is not this is, Yeah. Yes, this is not a this is not a throw the ball down the field um, offense. That that's what that that rush zones and that you know that became popular a while back, and you know Pittsburgh did it, and I did it when when we were in Carolina. You send five guys. It can, you can overload a side, and you get hits on the quarterback. The ball has to come out. The trick for the quarterback and the offense and the receivers is to figure out where the hole is going to be because you don't have as many underneath defenders. Um, and, and just because you have five guys in the box doesn't mean that your coverage is bad. That's the other part of it. There's this assumption that you can just – that no 
deep balls were called. There's this assumption just because you don't throw them doesn't mean that they weren't there. Because sometimes you can look up and guess what? They called the defense. You 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 are prepared to throw the ball deep in a certain formation. Remember, the defensive mind on the other side knows what you like to do yeah. and how you like to do it and when you like to do it. And he could possibly have them in a defense that is going to take that read away. Quarterback's not going to just throw it if he knows they can get picked. It, it, nowhere to go. Where are you going to go with it, right? Yeah, if, back, yeah you're not going to just, get... just eat it. I, exactly. Speaking speaking of getting to the quarterback or, or, or not getting to the quarterback, Bosa was apologetic uh, about his performance. Niners had two sacks of of Matt Ryan. I feel like they created a little bit more pressures, but that was about as slippery and slimy as I've ever seen Matt Ryan. Like he even scrambled for I think he might have might have had like a 10, 12 yard run uh in that second half. Like like they just could not get to him for whatever reason. He had a couple couple of scrambles where the Niners got there and it, but mm-hmm. they just could not they could not finish they could not finish the play. Yeah, and that last drive, they were that way where they had an yeah. opportunity and they couldn't they couldn't finish it. Yeah, the uh, one but, but almost sack with eight seconds left, right? That would have been the ball uh, game, and he he, he was just able yeah, to they get almost, rid of it. They almost got him there, and before that one, he had a long run where they caught him. They were in a they went to a two man in that situation, so he he's running. Everyone's you know man coverage backs to him. He he was able to be contained, and they almost had a, a sack on that one. If if they finish it, pressure was there. Uh, but they, you know, uh, Armstead comes around, almost got him, and didn't. And they lost contain, and, and he's gone. So that's what. So opportunities were there. Um, you just, you just have, you just have to close, you just have to close it out in, in that situation. Again, we, you know, we'll go back and forth on this one. But I, I don't have a problem with how it was done. I don't think Kyle did a bad thing. I don't think um, that. He didn't make proper adjustments in this game. It was a difficult situation, um, and you had to go away from your game plan. There, there's no way the game plan uh, was set for this. So this was a complete adjustment, and he won. On his side, he won. He, he had them in position to win this game. After making those adjustments, going through a week expecting and preparing for something completely different. Yeah. And 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 you said so. This is not what we prepared for. And you had your opportunity. So I don't look at it as a failure. I I I I personally don't think that you're gonna go against a defense that's gonna give you uh that many problems from here on out. Well, I that's hopeful if if that certainly is the case. Um let's talk about this this Julio guy. He <laughs> he spe- special, right? Um Yeah, he's special. Th- that said, I think E-Man did a pretty I mean, he wasn't on him consistently. Um was was they I mean, they just don't follow mm-hmm. guys from side to side, mm-hmm. but whenever Julio was was on his side, I thought he did a pretty good job uh against him. Um Yeah. But and, and, and they, and they did and a great job too. Like they they put him in the slot. They moved him around. They moved him all over. Yes, and, and that's, yes. That's kind of you know how he was able to get loose and get free. A lot of a lot of those time, most of those times where he was able to get some of those chunk plays were, were him operating out of the slot. Now a lot of people are going to talk about this about this Julio play right at the goal line. Right. Mm-hmm. I I personally think the Hooper catch was a touchdown. It, I, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Looking at that replay, the ball hit the inside of his foot, not the ground. His, not but the ball, the ball the, hit the ground. But the ball, 
but this is the thing. The ball hit the ground. The ball hit the ground when when he first went down with the ball in one hand. It hit the ground. Okay. So now Yeah, so that's we, the so, part I'm so, talking about. So but, I, but instead the, of the, the ground, but, I thought it hit the inside of his foot. Uh, no, no, it hit the ground. I I, I thought I, it hit the I'm ground. Not sh- in, in yeah, go, go back and look yeah. at it. Like use yeah. use the use the telescope, man. I'm pretty sure it hit it Yeah, hit I'm going to I'm going to get it, I'm going to get on the tape and slow it down as much as possible yeah. and just see. But but, not, but but regardless but of the fact, yes. the Julio <laughs> play, right? Jimmy Ward, yes. God bless him. He gets there right on time, makes the play. Mm-hmm. But he hits him low, and by hitting him low, Julio's upper body goes backwards, uh-huh. and as yes. it would have it, the ball crosses the plane. Right? If he if, he if he hits him high, it's not a touchdown. But I mean, you got obviously got a huge size differential there, Jimmy Ward and, and Julio Jones. You know um, what? It's not the size. It's not the size differential that does th- there's that. There's another. That's, yeah, there's another huge aspect to this, right? The rule, exactly. That's right? the rule. Yes, guys are trained now to go low because if you go high. You're worried about the flag, so they're teaching guys now. Guys have learned that I don't want to get fined. Um, it's it's smarter for me to take this angle. But you're right. If you take if Jimmy did everything right, that was that was a great design, pick play, uh, movement of Julio, so that he could get off clean. Very good job by Dirk uh, to to get this guy in position. The defense was played perfectly. Um, and it was a question of arriving and just that, as you said, if you hit him high, you have an opportunity for a stalemate and then the posse can come and, and get him and, and you get him on the ground and time runs out. Uh, you, but they have been trained now. DBs are trained and we see it all the time. And then a couple of weeks ago, I, I was talking about that. I was like, I'm going crazy. All these guys tackling everybody low. Um, because you hurt yourself as well. I think that, I, I, um, I don't. I don't know if it was Ward or Tart. One of them got hit in the ribs or the back or something because they caught a knee trying to cut somebody. Every now and then, you got to hit a guy up high just so that he knows that that you will, and it gives you an opportunity to cut him clean. But that's that's what happened on that play, uh, and and it's and, and it's just it's the training that the guys are doing now that because of not necessarily from the coaches but because of the role. Yeah. Uh, let's. It, I, it, it's just tough. It's one of those things, and it, it certainly is a game of inches. And I mean that you don't yeah. come any closer to it being a touchdown or a non-touchdown than what, what we saw there uh, on Sunday up up inside Levi's. Uh, let's go to Twitter. This is from our boy Campos. If the Niners end up fifth or lower, what team would be more favorable matchup in the first round? Hashtag Go Niners. Hashtag Pina Colada Time. Hashtag Gold <laughs> it. You know I had to get that in there, right, Ed? You know it. You know yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You and your Pina Colada. <laughs> oh my goodness, goodness! I told you, just get some milk and call it a day. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Who, you tell me. Who do you think? Um, for me, I, I kind of would rather. I know it's kind of weird after seeing what they did to the Rams on Sunday, but I would almost rather face Dallas. I'd, I'd rather go to Jerry's world inside a, a more controlled environment where it's a semi-dome stadium, so you don't have to worry about the elements. And as far as that team goes, um, you know, I, I, Dallas doesn't scare me. Plus, it would be – from a selfish standpoint, I mean, anytime you could beat Dallas would be great. So I, I I'd sign up <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and see, I'm I'm complete opposite on that one. I'd go Philly. I'd prefer Philly win the division. Um, not not that either team is um, one to be afraid of, 
But Philly, I don't have a problem with the elements. You're not going to Green Bay. It's not that type cold, bad weather. It's a different type bad weather there. Uh, the Niners have already shown me that they're good mutters. They can play in bad weather. Uh, you go, you're going against a quarterback that hasn't been there. Dak's been there, man. Dak's, Dak's won. People forget that. Yeah, Dak he, is actually he did won. Be, he did playoffs. beat Russ he, last year. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in the playoffs. He's won playoff games. Um, there is something to that. Uh, there is something to understanding the moment and being there and knowing that you you have new life because you get there it's new life. It's no such thing as no such thing as a bad team in the playoffs. Uh, some teams may be a little bit stronger, um, and I think the Niners would be a stronger team. But you get them at your in your place, a hundred thousand strong is loud, man. That's a lot of noise. That's a lot to deal with, um, and the way that that they play football if they if they happen to get uh elliot going if they happen to get the run and the screen game going that could be an issue as far as possessions um as far as just defensively getting off the field that could that could be an issue i i like the matchup with uh green bay i'm sorry with um i like the matchup with philly better uh, let's take another one. This one from Rumbling and Stumbling Forty Nine. Uh, Ed, what was your favorite Forty ers game you had the opportunity to call, and what made it memorable? Oh, I've already said that one. But my favorite game to call um, was the uh, the Vernon Davis game, the Vernon Davis touchdown. That was, um, you know, what is it? The catch three? That's what they call Cat- it. Catch, uh, catch two. Oh yeah, what? Well, yeah, well he was that he was, was on. He called it the catch two when he was on. But I think it is. Oh uh, well. Well, because well, T.O. Was, was, was T.O. was that yeah. was that even? Well, a- anyway, when they beat the Saints, how yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the, that one, that game, um, you know, can't say the Super Bowl because they lost, and and there is nothing. The saddest walk, the saddest walk in football is walking through the wrong colored confetti. It's it's a it's a horrible walk. Um, <laughs> so because the confetti's coming down, you know, with somebody's colors on it and the wrong color confetti is a bad, bad, bad walk. You don't want to walk through that. Uh, but that game was my favorite game. Uh, the why is because just quickly, I've gone through this story. Um, and so, and then if you want the full details, go back and listen to some of the other podcasts, but yeah, this one, this was, this was the, um, game in which, all of, all of those guys that I really had grown fond of. I mean, that, that was this was a group of guys that would hang out at my house. Um, you, you know, we were we I was friends with those guys off of the field, and they had suffered, they had lost, and, and you had some guys, you know, the Patrick Willis's, um, you know, Bowman, Frank Gore, Vernon. These guys had lost their entire career, and they played hard, and they played well. And they had never, ever had a chance to feel a win like that. They had never had a chance to feel all of that love that Candlestick could provide when you were winning those type games. And it was so cool, and I was so happy for them to actually feel that and, and get that. Because those some of those guys were guys that I wish had been on our clubs, and they deserved to be. That's like I always tell Frank. I tell everybody about Frank Gore. Like, I wish he had played with us. Dude's a niner through and through, and I wish he had played and had an opportunity to experience all that winning instead of all the losing. So that that's that was my favorite game to call. Uh, shout out to Chris 
new to the podcast, um, also ED, we have gone global, my friend. I like it. Yes. Shout out to Sam 49er gal. Um, that's at Sam 16 right on Twitter. International. International. She, I like it. International. She says, show. hi, guys. New to the pod. Listening from the UK. Heard you on 4th and Gold podcast. Shout out to our boys over there at 4th and Gold. Yep. Yep. They do a great job. Matt, check them out. Matt and Javi. Make sure you check those guys out. Um, so decided to give you a listen. Love your pod and love the different view you get from a former player. It's fascinating. Two thumbs up. So thank you very much, Sam. We appreciate that all the way from the UK. Appreciate the love. So, look, it is what it is at this point, right? Niners, uh, did they play a bad game? No. Was it a bad loss? Yes. However, all is not lost, all right? the the, the It's not lost. You, you steal everything that you have been playing for, all of your goals, they're all still reachable right now. Um, exactly. Even, even, with exactly. That, even with that loss, right? The sky is not falling. It has not fell on Levi's. Um, you know, you take care of your business. You can still reclaim that number one seed and get a bye and have that route uh, throughout the throughout the playoffs. Um, so all, you know, all's not sure. But you know what? This is the thing that – this is the thing, and it's so funny how expectations change. Right. And I, and I said this after the game when everybody was freaking out. I was like, the, the Niners are 11-3, and three, and the previous tw- three seasons – in the previous three seasons, they won twelve games 12 combined, games. Yeah. and they are eleven and three. And everyone's like, the sky is falling. The Niners made the playoffs. They they won enough games. Or get whatever has happened, and how the Rams losing and all this stuff. The the Niners needed. It's my whole thing about winning your division and all of these things. Well, guess what? Right now, they had to win eleven games. Things have been have presented themselves where they needed to win at least eleven games to make the playoffs. They've done that. Yeah, they are in the playoffs. So now, really, as I said, and I mean it, all you're doing is fighting for seating at the table. You're going to the party. It really doesn't matter. Nothing else matters because you cannot win a championship if you don't get invited to the party. Yeah. They. They. So right now. That's all they're doing. They have goal number one accomplished. A goal. So, so as you say, everything is still out in front of them, and what's still out in front of them is winning a championship. They still have a chance to win a championship. Where you sit at the table is irrelevant. There have been people that have had the absolute furthest seat back next to the kitchen. Um, you know, listening to dishes clank. And having to, you know, the door keeps swinging and bumping into their table and they find their way to the podium as champions. Yeah. So you, you don't you don't have to you don't have to have a, a great seat to win a championship, but you do have to get invited to the party. They've done that. So yeah, that's every, something everything that, else here, that's get some, healthy. Yeah, that's something that's gotten lost in all of this, you know, while, while <laughs> somebody had the perfect tweet. I forget who it was, um, but it was. 
the the just the wave of emotions Niner fans have gone through. You know, that started the year, oh, you know, maybe eight and eight, and then you win a couple games like, oh, we can go ten and six, and then after the, mm-hmm. the the Ravens game and the Saints game, it's like, oh, here we come, Super Bowl, and then after this Falcons loss, it's like, oh, get rid of the coaches, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that cracked me up, and I had to respond to one. It was like, you know, Salah's a bomb and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? But like, lost, is, yeah, like like they they're eleven, they're eleven and three. They have the number two defense in the league, and you're saying this defensive coordinator doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. He doesn't know he doesn't know how to do. And, and, and as you said, the games the games that they lost, you know, a couple of field goals, um, and Julio Jones and, and a couple of inches. Really, I mean, and yeah. and lost in all this was the fact that the Niners actually did clinch a playoff spot yeah. with, with the loss by the Rams. Yeah. So the Niners are in the dance for the first time they are since in the dance. 2013. Um, you're talking about a team that's finished third, last, 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 and third over the yeah. last five, six seasons in the NFC West. And here they are now um, it, it, near the top of the division. And, um, and they're in the dance. They're in the party. Yeah, yeah. And so now, Rashawn, let me say this, and I'm, I'm just going to say it this one time. And I'm going to let it ride for the rest of the season. At some point, they are going to have to make that one to nothing play. They are going to have to make that last stop at some point. They have they have yet to show out of all the good they've done. They have yet to show the ability to make that play. Yeah. And, And they're going to have to make that play. At some point. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have to rise up and make that stop, make that play get off the field. It's, it's going to happen, and, and I don't care, I don't care what it is and and how it happened. And all, with all the things that happened, even in Dallas, everyone remembers the interception I made and us jumping out and and getting that big lead and all this stuff. At the end of the day, the biggest play I made that game was on fourth and nine when I tackled Jaden Overcheck. For seven yards, yeah, that was the biggest play of the game because if he gets, if I miss that tackle, they're still driving. They're still driving, and and you don't know what's going to happen if they're still driving. At some point, you're going to have to make a stop to end it, and I want to see them. I want to see them make it. They're going to have to make it, and 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 we'll see how it happens because and they have two more games <laughs> with Seattle. <laughs> they, 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 I, I, I truly believe to win a championship, they're gonna, have, they're gonna have to beat Seattle at some point. Yeah, because you, you have two, you have two more, you got two more games against them. I don't think it's gonna be avoided. The NFC, I think the NFC West is the best division in the league this season. It certainly looks that and, way. Yeah, and and I think these guys, these guys, these guys are gonna come. It's gonna come down to these guys. The way it came down to us, even though we weren't in the same division. Year after year, we were going to have a, you know multiple games with Dallas. These guys are going. I think they're going to have an extra game this year, and it's and, and you're going to have to get a stop at some point. You're going to have to be able to get the ball out of the air, get Russell Wilson on the ground, something like that. It's going to happen. And guys on this defense have mentioned they're they're excited about the fact that they can you know kind of wipe this bitter taste out of their mouth with a short week. It'll be the Rams on a Saturday. They play Saturday night this week. So, 
Um, that'll be a 5-15 game on Saturday. We'll be back later this week to preview that one. Uh, we'll have Kirk Morrison, uh, former Raider, uh, currently does the pregame for uh, the Rams down in Los Angeles. We'll have him on the podcast later this week to, to break down this, this Rams game coming up. But uh, the goals are all still attainable, faithful. Turn your frowns upside down. All is not lost. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and they're right. in the party. They're in the dance. So as long as you're in the dance, you got a chance no matter what seed, uh, no matter what seed you are, in all honesty. so Absolutely, man. It, you know what? It's a whole lot harder to win a championship when you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to win a Super Bowl in Cabo. You know, yep. I've, I've never seen it done before. So yep. <laughs> that's 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 tough to do. So, uh, yeah. So short week. We'll be back to, to preview the uh, the Rams coming up. Of course, it was a big win for the for the Niners at the Coliseum earlier this year. So hoping to try to replicate that in some sort uh, in front of the faithful at Levi Stadium on Saturday in front of the faithful in front of yours truly wifey and I making the trip and so we we plan to be a part part of the faithful uh on that glorious saturday evening so that'll do it for us here on this edition of the believe in 49ers podcast he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn aylock we'll see y'all later this week peace With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year? Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.